0: Taken your first step into a larger world. The force will be with you. Always.
1: Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker. Now here are your hosts, Calvin and Anna.
0: Hello there! I literally just was um i'm cleaning my apartment today and like my movie that i kind of put on the background of stuff is generally a prequel era star wars movie or like a clone wars arc and so i'm watching revenge of the sith today while i clean my apartment and so i just 30 minutes ago saw obi-wan kenobi say hello there in this way that i in the exact way that you imitate the beginning of every podcast and yeah um anyway back to the Prime Timeline. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast of chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time i'm calvin i've seen a lot of star wars
1: and i'm wyatt and i've seen also a lot of star wars we've banished anna
0: yeah because today's Um, episode is a very spoilery episode because we're going to take a moment and take some stock into you know our little experiment here with how we're showing anna the clone wars
1: yeah because we're at a very important time in the clone wars we talked about this i believe in the last couple episodes but as we're getting done with sort of the beginning of season three we're first of all we're sort of trending into. To now, where we've been jumping around mostly will be in chronological order. The way out, the same way it is, it was released. Clone Wars sort of settles down and rele- releases mostly in chronological order the rest yeah. of the way.
0: Yeah, season the rest of season three is in chronological order. Season four, I believe, is in chronological order and and release order. Season five, um, the first episode with Maul takes place after the droids are Yeah, that was and some like,
1: production issues, if I recall correctly, where like Cartoon Network wanted them to open with a bang. So they moved one episode up. Like season five was a weird right. thing. And they cut the Clovis episodes from season five. Like season five had a lot of weird stuff before. The Clovis it was. episodes
0: in season six were supposed to be in season five.
1: Yeah, they're in the trailer.
0: Oh. I did not know that.
1: So like in canon, where they chronologically go is later, but originally they were supposed to be broadcast in season five, which was which is the last season before the cancellation of Clone Wars on broadcast TV. Yes. But yeah, so we're at this point is sort of how we've discussed. There's sort of a shift in Clone Wars where before it's sort of been this... There's been screwed up stuff, but, like, the there's a shift between sort of the fun kids show, we're telling Star Wars stories, ooh, here's some fun, like, side stories about characters. A lot of stuff we get to now is gonna be heavy-hitting, like, boom, lore-heavy, but also really character-heavy for our main group of heroes. And
0: villains. Exactly. I mean, like, we're getting into, uh, we're about to get into Mortis and the Night Sisters arc in our, uh, next episode, which is gonna be in a few weeks, because Anna's away at Uh, camp right now so uh, they can't record when we return we'll be hitting like the mortis and the mortis arc and the night sisters arc which two of my favorite arcs ventress is one of my favorite characters i just got finished reading dark disciple and i was very very
1: angry at it (laughs) um yes so that's uh i remember this from when dark disciple came out is that it's really fun and like i would have loved to see those episodes and then a lot of people turned into a ball of rage at the ending
0: yeah um we don't need I to am still, that right
1: now. I'm still dying on my tinfoil hat hill that I think we're gonna see some of these unfinished Clone Wars arcs animated.
0: I want them. I, no, I, I seriously like, I if I could live in a you know separate Loki multiverse timeline, <laughs> um, it would be the timeline be...
1: where Clone, Lo- Clone Wars ran as scheduled.
0: Yeah. no, no, not the timeline where Clone Wars ran as scheduled. It's the timeline where Disney did in fact initially cancel as normal, but. Instead of the simple 12 episodes that they picked back up for Season 7, they picked back up all 35 or whatever that they canceled and remastered them all, all of those in 4K, including the, you know, 8 episode, including Dark Disciple and the Bounty Hunter arc and the Son of Dathomir. Son Son of of Dathomir Dathomir. is
1: the the most essential piece of canon that's missing right now. Because
0: I haven't read Son of Dathomir yet. I don't know how Maul gets from... uh from in prison in palpatine to siege of mandalore i think some Um, mandalorians
1: break him out like it's 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 really easy to imply in the storytelling oh a mandal (laughs) it's basically a wizard did it like a mandalorian did it yeah but and i don't so like there have been some whispers for a couple years that lucasfilm animation is working on feature-length stuff but it's really just bad batch that's making me think this because we keep going to places where i'm like we see that in these episodes and they've Gorgeously animated, like Raxus, the Separatist capital. Um, mm-hmm. They did, they redid Ryloth, Ord Mantell. Like, there's these places that were in Dark Disciple, and that were in other things. That uh, and the. As we see in Clone Wars, the pretty much the rule of the animation crew is that they never make a set they only or a character they only use once. Exactly. Very rarely do you never see a character or planet again, even if it's only for, like, a brief second. No, I'm
0: eagerly awaiting the return of Dryden Voss to animation canning Star Wars. Like, it's... Oh, yeah, that'd be
1: fun. I- I mean, Paul Bettany's th- th- not busy anymore.
0: Exactly. And, fuck, th- he's under Disney's, you know, thumb with... You know, I'm sure that he's got a contract. Somewhere down the line. But yeah, so
1: we're gonna we're we're getting towards these really cool Clone War stuff that Calvin and I have been like sort of being some some of the things Anna has said, including Anna's clone obsession, have really led us towards anticipating the the Umbara arc. And uh really that that's the big one because that's that's probably the most it's it's the most important Rex story. It's it's one of the most important clone stories before bad batch and it like it's so tied into the like the shift as the clone war starts to show that the republic becomes the empire in a lot of ways even before palpatine declares it in revenge of the sith um and i think that's really cool
0: yeah i mean like it's and like this was one of the main things that we went into the podcast with you know like this whole like Thinking about the clones as people, and also the descent of the Republic into the Empire, uh, that's and how not... those
1: things are sort of fundamentally incompatible with each other, which is Bad Batch's central thesis.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know you don't get that view when you're simply looking at it from Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith.
1: Yeah. It's 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 way more like sort of coherent with the way Legends did it, which with no chip, with just they followed the orders because they were trained soldiers and they believed it, and that sort of the but the Legends didn't treat the clones as people as much. I don't think like aside from uh, aside from Karen Travis's stuff, which uh, Karen Travis herself was a little bit of a <laughs> prickly. Person, mm-hmm. so I don't. She wasn't particularly. Her stuff sort of existed in its own corner, but a lot of Legends Clone war stuff just w- was like, oh, they're soldiers. They all look alike. They didn't have much of a personality. And Clone Wars reverses so hard in the other direction that it makes Order. I think it makes Order Sixty Six really more tragic because yeah we are watching along with Anna. We got attached to these clone characters back in the day. We're sort of re-being attached to them now, some of the, the recurring ones. Anna loves them, and uh, they're either all going to die or turn on the Jedi and have no control over it. I I do hope we're able to maybe be in the same space or on a Zoom call to watch Siege of Mandalore and Revenge of the Sith together. Actually,
0: actually, I've been thinking about coming up to... Uh, I, I told Anna this, I haven't told you this yet, because that was back when we were about to graduate, but I... Like really would come up to watch. Remember Sith with you guys. So
1: sounds good. I I, I do think because that's sort of the first era of the podcast will end with that, and yeah. then we'll move on to I, I you and I will have to discuss how we're going to do Bad Batch as an ongoing thing, and whether we're going to do whether well, we're going to do that or or go on to Rebels first.
0: No, I think because I Bad Batches. As of right now, it's only going to be the one season of 16 That's episodes. That's true. And, and hopefully, and it'll either fi- have well,
1: a definitive ending or a, yeah. or a good cliffhanger. Yeah. Because, like, well, eventually, I think, ah, you know, I don't know. We may get to Mandalorian before season three is done. Because once we get through Rebels, it's just sort of a new hope. Empire Strikes Back. Like, it's movies rather than episodes yeah. of shows. So the Mandalorian is the other... Major ongoing ongoing show, but Mandalorian season two has such that I mean it's a cliffhanger, but it's also a really definitive ending. Exactly. So if if we if we didn't get to do season three immediately after, it'd be like okay, we can we can move on to era three of the podcast, which would be the sequels.
0: Yeah. Well, like, and here's the th- um, but I'm here's excited. the way. Well, hold on. Here, here's the way the timeline goes. It's Bad Batch, and then Jedi Fall in Order is what happens after Bad Batch, and then Solo, and then Kenobi and Andor that's where they go in the timeline although they will not be released at all by the time that we yeah. get to them in the timeline. Um and then we get to Rebels. So Yeah,
1: so and that's that'll be good because Solo obviously introduces Han, but Solo is very Solo is very Disney era empire stuff with Maul, with uh the syndicates with with it's it's building off a lot of things that we will have already seen and then Rebels will because i i i really like rebels as sort of the follow-up to clone wars mm-hmm. like i'm glad that there's not a huge amount of content we're gonna get to before rebels which is i i keep i i don't know i'm as much as i am i, I was a childhood clone wars guy in my in as an adult like i really do enjoy rebels and i'm i'm glad that we're gonna get to it uh, I'm, I'm just looking forward to Anna's reactions, too, because Clone Wars is so, so wide-ranging that, like, every episode is... We sort of have to bring it back down to focus on, like, okay, what does this mean for Ahsoka? What does this mean for Anakin? But every episode is is has so much stuff that we could do. We could probably do two podcast episodes worth of what we do on mm-hmm. these episodes. And I, I am excited for Rebels just to... just. To hang out with the Ghost Crew again, yeah. especially after seeing Baby Hera in Bad Batch, and Vanessa Marshall is an incredible I voice actor. I her.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I'm so glad. She, I'm like, I would have never thought of it, but her and Omega being friends is like, I'm so. I was like, it's oh, perfect. this is brilliant. And it's I,
0: like, I we we saw Baby Kanan, uh, but like, poor Freddie. I really I love never expected. Oh,
1: I love yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. He is. I think his Kanan voice work in Rebels is my favorite in the entire entire animated canon uh, caleb he just, doom
0: hasn't gone through puberty well
1: even if he has he just he should have just done it they sh- i don't know he should have done something he could have
0: gone into falsetto or something you know he like you automatically yeah he Wait, tried but i think he is his he voice tried that to, base in real life i haven't seen it. i haven't heard yeah, he's, his voice outside of anything except for rebels in a his, while his Kanan,
1: so. i think his canon voice is maybe a, him, him adding a little bit of gravitas to it but he has a pretty deep voice which is why i'm I know. Well, I think what I bet they did is they got him and Vanessa Marshall. Like they, they, they were clearly getting all of the old actors to voice their characters because they knew this was coming. <laughs> including but, Dave,
0: including uh, uh, Dave Filoni as Shopper.
1: Yeah. Well, they were like, Dave, you're already here. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. I I do love seeing. It is nice seeing the interconnectivity of the shows in a good way. I thought. Uh-huh. As much as the first episode even though I think it was good television was controversial because it rewrote the canon comic um, yes, which was regarded as one of I the best that. was regarded as one of the best Order 66 stories and was really well liked but the Hera stuff was so much better it was so good Uh-huh also, I am admittedly an enormous Dula partisan. Uh, I love his character and I love his voice and I'm glad that he's in more things. His Rebels appearance was really fun as well uh, with grown-up Numa, grown up which is yes. going to be such a great surprise because we did... I, I, I never shut up about Ryloth, so we did make like a whole big deal about that episode. It was one of the early... Uh, I haven't watched the
0: Ryloth Rebels episodes in a hot sec. I fully forgot that uh, Numa showed back up.
1: Wow. Yeah, she's, Fuck you, she's, Wyatt,
0: for spoiling it. <laughs> (laughs) for me. (laughs) Spoiling an episode
1: that you watched five years ago?
0: Uh, I actually didn't watch Rebels until quarantine. Oh, I swear you watched all of it. No, I have seen all of Rebels. I just hadn't watched it until quarantine.
1: Gotcha. When I got Disney
0: Plus. Yeah.
1: Well, so she's—I mean, she's not really like—it's not really flagged up that this is. Oh, this is the little girl, but she is. She's wearing Boyle's armor. Uh huh. Um, okay. And and it's really—it's. I I just think that's that. I like that as a nice touch of interconnectivity when it's not like. Ooh, look at this cameo! But yeah, but just like they don't hey, go there's, back to- there's little Numa. Like it, she's she's now a. a re- a rebellion fighter and she's honoring her brothers. Like yeah. that's that's just such a good background detail.
0: Because she, she they don't hit Ryloth until season three when Thrawn is there because I'm I haven't rewatched Rebel. I'm I'm like in a slow rewatch right now. But I haven't rewatched yeah, Rebels since the, I started uh, over quarantine and I'm in season two right now, so it's the I will. Season,
1: it's the uh stealing they steal a carrier. Like they're they're trying to steal a ship in that episode, and I can't remember exactly when it is. I could I, I remember it was Thrawn two.
0: talking about Ryloth and Twilight so, Cultural Art. Yeah, you know. Like he does Thrawn is in the like
1: that. Uh Thrawn is I I I can't I've wait for seen Thrawn some Thrawn stuff, yeah. And I do I really enjoy Rebels. Rebels and Dave Filoni and that crew's take on Thrawn is probably my favorite, aside from the original guy. Yeah,
0: that's a controversial. Yeah, because like, okay, yeah, I heard my boy Timmy Edward. Z needs to stop yeah. writing
1: Thrawn books. I'm sorry. I think they understand. I think the I think Thrawn gets sort of lowkeyed a little bit to keep it hip with the times. Is that there enough he's a cool villain, and so sometimes people really want him to be like on. To have him not just, like, not just an evil guy who thinks what he's doing is right, but to have, uh, add elements of rightness to what he was doing. A lot of his late legend stuff was, like, made it so he was preparing for the Yuuzhan Vong, and, like, he was only working for the Empire to save the galaxy, and that's bullshit. He's just Sherlock Holmes as a villain and blue, and he was super fun, and the art gimmick is great, and Rebels... Took all that away and just made him a straight up villain. He's terrifying. His voice is great. And he like, he's, he's not, I don't know. I, I, I think there are some, cause Star Wars does it so much with all of its villains, they're just soft boys and I'm tired of it. Um, yeah, I like Well, and that's, I, I honestly think, I mean, Adam driver carries Kylo Ren so that the movies don't sort of fail him as much as I think the prequels failed Anakin. Uh, no, the prequel movies, but Anakin's growth in the clone. Like I love spending so much time with Anakin because we, we get to see him, we get to see him as a good guy and we get to see him fall. Mm -hmm. Um, it, the graduality of it in clone wars is something that i really appreciate cuz i i do love the prequels and i i think i think anakin's journey in them is good you just do feel like there's something missing but luckily what you're missing is clone wars it's there
0: yep and that's why we're doing the podcast um, exactly well and it's fun
1: yeah. it's fun seeing it like cuz we're not anna we're not seeing it with new eyes and no spoilers but we are uh, this is probably the first time i this is the first time either of us has done the chronological rewatch including yeah. the series so it is kind of fun to to go on the journey along with a little faster than it was when it was broadcasting but we get to sort of go not in real time but along with anakin we get to see him sort of turn from attack of the clones into early early season one and two anakin where he's very much still a kid but he's learning to be a dad Mm -hmm. and then we get to see him and ahsoka's relationship grow even as anakin himself sort of deteriorates a little bit (laughs) one underrated arc i'm looking forward to getting to in season four is the one where they fake obi-wan's death
0: Yes, the, like, that's such a good, like, showcase of, like, how Anakin just, like, loses his faith in the Jedi yeah, Order. And, like, really watching him just, you know, it it sets him up against Mace in a really well-done way. Yeah, it's weird because
1: that arc sort of gets no... It doesn't... I don't think it's really talked about aside from the weirdness of bald Obi-Wan, uh, mm-hmm. which is legendary.
0: And that's also the last time we see Cad Bane between, like... It is. He before gets, Bad Batch. I think he gets arrested.
1: Yeah. And yes, then, I mean, everybody, you yes. if you get arrested uh, you're in Star Wars, you're probably breaking out of jail at some point. It's fun. We don't need to see how he broke out of jail unless they animate that uh, Bounty Hunter arc with him and Boba Fett. But it is super. That was the one that, well, honestly, they were episode titles. I wasn't incredibly shocked by Baby Hera. I was just incredibly shocked that they did it well. Cad Bane came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was the most fun that and then they were the leaning full into the Western. That was my favorite Bad Batch episode, I think, even just for the ending. Uh, And I think Star Wars animation has we haven't sort of gotten there yet. But with Rebels and with Bad Batch, I think they've really shown that they've mastered the cliffhanger like they because Clone Wars will sometimes do it in mid arc and leave you on a on a note but it all it it, i don't know i don't think clone wars has any particularly masterful cliffhangers aside from the one they originally ended the whole series on with ahsoka walking away right i can think of several episodes in rebels and that one where i'm like damn i need to tune in next week like a like i'm watching tv in the 70s like it genuinely would have made me want to flip to channel three to to find out what happens next
0: Valone is really masterful with that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, so I do think
1: he is at his best in animation, and because I re I, I, I rewatched season two, and I did like his Ahsoka episode more than I did the first time, but I, I did find his his live-action Mandalorian stuff a little underwhelming. But he, I do think he's a, a good technical director, and he knows animation inside and out. His Avatar episodes still hold up. Yeah. And he is, and he's really good. He's, I think honestly his best trait right now is that Like George, he, on Clone Wars, he, he's a really good ideas guy, and he, he assembles a good group of people to, to come up with and execute all the cool ideas that he has and they have for Star Wars.
0: Yeah, he makes a good team.
1: Yeah, and, because Bad Batch, a lot of people, like, Dave Filoni's sort of the, uh, I don't know, he's, he's the guy who gets, like, when you, when you are happy with something, you're like, thanks, Dave, when you're mad, it's like, curse you, Dave, but... Bad batches uh, showrunners are are two are like different people, even though Dave is sort of the animation guy in general, and I and they're both they're definitely both Rebels veterans. They might have worked on Clone Wars. The, the Lucasfilm Animation crew is, right now, like, they're they're firing on all cylinders.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: You know uh, what could be a, a fun special episode uh, later in the year, because it's non-canon, is to do Visions, the anime stuff. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, we'll, definitely. We'll because have to see, like, where that, it
1: fits where it fits in, like, because we don't want to have spoilers, but at some point It would to be do, specific
0: like, episodes, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I know they're... But I think that's such a... It's not Lucasfilm Animation, but it is animation in Star Wars, and it's such... I, this is I'm ex- super excited for it. Uh, I'm super excited to watch it for the podcast uh, mm-hmm. and discuss it with you guys. And just in general, like I love when Star Wars is weird. We've discussed that at length on yeah. the podcast. And uh, this might not even be weird, but it's different, and that's good. As much as it's cool to have seen the like sort of the unified timeline, the canon, the connections in the Disney era, especially, it's nice to just be like, oh, this is just Star Wars if it was anime. Cool. <laughs> it's like we can watch that, and it's the same way we can watch the old two D Clone Wars series, and they put droids on there now. So if we ever want to torture Anna,
0: I don't know why. No, no. Here, well, here's the thing. I do know why Anna hates droids. It's because you know we we love R two and we love the droids because we are sh- because most of us see the movies first. You know, we see the original trilogy, which. The original trilogy is told through R2's eyes. I will die on this hill. Um, I mean, the
1: the original, like, very early script drafts, R2 and 3PO were two humans, and they were the POV characters. And the only thing that changed was just to make them robots. So yeah, you're see, you're not. It it's it is a great headcanon, but it's also pretty much exactly true.
0: Yeah, for the, the original trilogy. The podcast is an audio medium, so you can't see me like you know pointed, uh, pointedly pointing to like you know point out the fact that why it he's is... he's gone
1: full Pepe Silvia.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So we see R2 be awesome, the awesome person that awesome robot that he is, awesome droid that he is in the original trilogy. We see him be even more chaotic in the prequels when he gets jets and stuff. But like in you know, in the Clone Wars as we were talking about earlier, we just kind of jump around and we talk a lot about... But, like, Clone Wars has, you know, a lot of, you know, one-off stories and stuff. You hardly ever get something that R2 gets a heroic moment in, you know? Well, and, and it the, makes unfortunately... And, and especially when you put um, uh, droids like R2 and 3PO up against a Separatist army that's full of droids that are, you know, not at all individuals. Like, it's... Yeah, the show... Like, once funny Anna cause... gets the point that... Uh, droids can have experiential learning in the same way that the clones can is i think when it will click for them and that is why i think that when we get to solo the character of l337 is going to be so interesting to anna because l337 is and i will also i i'm also in the same way that i'm mad about ventress's death i'm mad about l337's death because like yes. she did not need to be she did not need to die to be put to servitude Into the Falcon. Anyway, that's a conversation that did not die to be a
1: trivia point.
0: True. Other, yeah. That's that's the
1: bad version of connectivity. I will say, on droids, Star Wars approaches interesting conversations about the droids in But does not follow through on them. Pretty consistently. Even with R2, who is very clear, even Clone Wars, and like. And so far, the R two episodes we've gotten in Clone Wars are not great. Yeah, like it's no knock on which is R2, why it's so but, sad that and, yeah. which
0: is, I fully understand Anna's hate Anna's dislike of droids. Or it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. Yeah. It's gonna well, get and, better.
1: Yeah, and the and the droids aren't really established as characters in the prequels in the same way because they're the they're the especially in Phantom Menace they're the fan service. Yes. Um, yes. In a in, in a movie that does very little fan service, the fan service is R two and three P O and John Williams. But yeah. like it's 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 Well, no, not... like you listen.
0: You listen to. Or you you're, you're, remember what Anna said about um, R two and R two and Phantom Menace? Like they were just like the droid did good work. Good job, droid. You know. Yeah, it's 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 an
1: it. Don't that moment? Those moments in Phantom Menace really only work if you're already attached to R two, and that's mm-hmm. sort of. There's very few knocks on doing it in chronological order because Star Wars is such a mess that it sort of compensates for itself. Doesn't
0: matter. Yeah.
1: But I do think we're seeing that the the droids are especially R2 and 3PO are one of are like and, and even Anna's warming up on R2 and R2 does have some fun stuff but the things that made him and 3PO such a beloved duo and iconic characters are all in the original trilogy exactly and the prequels sort of Throughout, like, they, they, the droids are de emphasized in each movie. Um, R2's not in Revenge of the Sith very much, although we haven't got there yet. But R2's barely in Revenge of the Sith. Um, he gets like a one hero moment because it's sort of required. But like, and, yeah. and I do wish, I do wish that Clone Wars, I know Clone Wars was doing a million things at the same time, but I wish they had stopped for one episode to really deal with, with B1 battle droids and whether they can, cause they're, they're cheap, but it's sort of implied that they're so cheap that they're not maintained, and therefore they're closer to R2 than memory wiped droids. Like they're they seem to be and I cause it's used they're used for humor a lot, but if you think about the lore implications of that, they have more personalities than most of the Republic droids we see, or just general droids. That's true. Um, and that's what I mean it or we mean about how they sort of they fumble the bag on droids a lot, is that there's a really interesting story to tell there
0: and, uh, and they're well they're making a droid stories disney plus is making a droid story oh, that's true and i mean yeah it's and i want something... that to be good because it's, it's going to be about droids that are guided by r2 and 3po yeah and, 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 and i clearly... want that to be good because droids have very often been the butt of the joke i've been interrupting you go on
1: no so just there's there's clearly a desire at lucasfilm to to do this i mean solo as as bad as it was in the execution there was interesting ideas about l3 and about droids mm-hmm. in general the the Droid Revolution scene is really fun. Um and yes. If they just left it there and didn't have L3 get shot, and she just goes with Lando and eventually parts with him, like that's fine. And I think it would have been ha- it would have given it would have made the Droid Revolution the big moment rather than L3 dying and being and making it so the Falcon's computer can curse at three PO and Empire, which is uh, I, I Solo is honestly the thing that'll get the most love <sighs> hate out of me. Yeah, in, like because I will love and compliment Rogue One despite its sort of weirdness. I, I, I don't have much bad to say about Rogue One, but Solo is just like, I really like this. I really like like almost all of the individual components. I kind of like it as an overall story, but it also makes me mad in a, in a way that, because Star Wars doesn't usually make me mad
0: even when I uh, dislike it. And I watched Solo, like, a month or two ago. And, like, I, I've been going a couple of years and saying, like, oh, I don't like Alden, whatever, I, I can't pronounce his last name, and I'm not going to try it because I'm going to butcher it. Um, Alden Reichenbach Falls. Exactly. Um, uh, he, he, he does a, he, he does a better Solo than I remembered. Like, he's a...
1: Yeah, a, I think he does a very good job for what it is. I yeah. think it's what we're going to see when they recast Luke eventually. Yes. A comparable thing. Because I... If Luke is gonna show up anymore in Mandalorian season three, it, something's got to be different. Mark Hamill can still move like Luke, like that was him in Mandalorian, like, and it was really good. But he can't. the The facial technology is not yet there yet. His face is too. His face is too smooth. It only works on uh, characters like Tarkin, where yeah. the features are so exaggerated already that you buy it.
0: Yeah. And speaking of Tarkin, I was. Uh, th- you know, we're watching bad batch is coming out right now so like just thinking about like i i'm just as a one-off comment i'm really interested in what anna's opinion of tarkin is gonna yeah. become a new hope
1: well and it, yeah so because tarkin in because he's, he used you know, to be sort of a, a one just villain. like you know decent villain exactly yeah. yeah he was and even in legends he when he where he was important he was not like his appearances in canon are everywhere he had his own book he's in lost stars he shows up in clone wars he shows up in rebels he shows up in bad batch he shows up basically everywhere you can use him before he blows up on the death star yeah and it's it's i actually i don't know i i I, he's not a particularly deep character i mean except in his book but like, generally, he is just evil imperial. He is a fascist. He's an authoritarian. But yeah. he's such an effective villain and such a fun voice in everything he's in that, like, I enjoy. I enjoy when he shows up. He's there yeah. to be. He's there to be evil and British. And he's really good at being both of those things.
0: It will be some good catharsis. It will be some good catharsis for Anna once he does blow up in a new world. Yeah,
1: because at that point he will have, uh, he, he's got a lot of fan-favorite characters, either blood or like pain on his hands at that point. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he's on the mission where Echo dies. He uh, he basically kicks Ahsoka out of the Jedi Order. He's responsible ultimately for all the misery the Bad Batch is eventually going to go through, probably. Um, we're, he, we're only at
0: the end of the Ryloth arc as of recording this episode. Yeah. Ryloth no. two-parter
1: hunter made a promise to omega and that means bad things um that's a that's a star wars animation truism but also like tarkin tarkin unleashes thrawn on the ghost crew which leads to kanan's death and ezra being yeeted and like so he's and then he and then he orders he kills all the rogue one guys like he's got so and then he kills alderon like he's he's got a, a long rap sheet
0: I, I I listened to Bloodline while I was unpacking my apartment in May.
1: You know, I don't think I ever actually read Bloodline full of the way good. through. It I know good. it's good. It's just one of my. It's one of those because I, as my, not all the books are essential to sort of consuming the Star Wars canon visually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they're fun, but I do think I've have heard that Bloodline is one of those that you got to get to. I would say Lost Stars. I would movie. like to
0: try to get Anna to read Dark Disciple at Dark some Disciple point.
1: Dark Disciple is... Dark Disciple would be fun, especially for... Because Dark Disciple really is, like, just sort of warm, fuzzy feelings of Clone Wars. Um, it's it's Except with a little bit of added, like... Like, even though I would love to see Dark Disciple animated, it would lose some of the depth of the story, I yeah, think. Yeah,
0: it was a lot um, grittier than I think they really would do for disney plus
1: yeah although you'll i don't know we'll we'll have to see bad batch has been pretty like bad batch is no rebels like, they're showing stuff, they're showing point. as much on screen as Clone Wars ever did. Um, they flamethrowered innocent civilians in, like, episode two. Yeah. I, I know Clone Wars has desensitized us to violence once again, but Bad Batch has been, like, they're not killing characters to the, they're the, the, like, named characters like Clone Wars does. Clone Wars, if you're named and you're a random, you're probably dead.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, but Bad Batch... I would not be surprised. I don't know if one of the squads gonna eat it, but I. No, I, think, I.
0: They're gonna get rogue one. That rogue one.
1: I think the only one who's gonna make it out is Hunter, and maybe. Uh, Omega. Well, yeah, Omega. I don't. I don't think Omega. Th- we have to have learned our lesson from Clone Wars. They're not killing the kid character, and it will be a better story. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she, I mean, I think I would not be surprised if they end up, like, with the Laquains or doing something like that. Just sort of sitting out and having peaceful lives at the end of it, knowing that the fight has been taken up by the characters we keep meeting. The Sindulas, Rex, the Martezes, um... The Martezes! Is.
0: Yo! <laughs> we don't need to talk about the Martezes. Um, They're... Good character. I, I, I don't hate them. Like I I don't hate I, like I
1: will never be able to separate the criticism for them from the uh. Hilarious, Hilarious amounts sexism. of sexism and racism. Yeah, associated no, that's, with those two. well, no,
0: and that's the thing. I th- like they're good characters. I simply think that they should not have been split into two characters. Like the original yes. Ahsoka's walkabout was. Um, I'm it glad had, it was a girl. Yeah, the original but... Ahsoka's walkabout had it as a guy, but I'm glad that they changed it to a girl. Um, however, I think that yes, they're just having two, have two have characters led to just too much chaos. And well, that and what they should have brought that arc down.
1: What they should have done is instead of split those up, they should have just gender swapped that character, and then if they needed a third one, created, like, whole cloth another third character. Because yes. I think you're right that it did sometimes feel like they were just sort of giving two perspectives as if they were one person, and so the arguments almost felt like it, they were like, well, well, we should do this. We should do this. And it, like, it was kind of weird. Um, but they were super fun in Bad Batch. Uh, yeah. In in Bad Batch's... Uh, I... I I'm so surprised with the amount of cameos that this show has had without it feeling bad. Well, like, no, cause... and, like,
0: of course the Martezes and Rex would know each other, you know? Like, yeah, that makes course... so much sense.
1: And, yeah, because the last thing in their arc in Clone Wars is they're the last people Ahsoka talks to before Siege of Mandalore. So they're probably some of the people she'll eventually reach out to.
0: M- we'll never see it, but, herself. like, no. she, she definitely, like, yeah, she oh, I'm sure out that that them. was...
1: She reaches out to them, contacts, gets them in touch with Rex. I think Ahsoka's hiding deeper than Rex at this point. Rex is still... Yeah. I... Rex is the only one I'm still... They, they need one more episode to sell me on an active Rex in this time period. Yes. Because I really... I kind of liked... Better the idea that it took rex and ahsoka a long time to get back in the fight well, Not... ahsoka's
0: in the outer rim at this point Jeez. yeah
1: ahsoka well and ahsoka's Ahsoka joins the rebellion earlier but it takes her a while like yeah. and it takes a while for the rebellion to form so i do think honestly rex is going to take another enormous l whether that be his new friends in the bad batch dying uh, yeah or... i mean how
0: how does he meet up with gregor and wolf and get to that walker on the
1: planet yeah. How does he, and how does he decide that that's the best, that the, like, they, they need to survive rather than fight, and that he only joins the fight when, uh, the Ghost crew comes back and is like, no, there are people who will stand up for what's right. So, I have full confidence in the crew to convince me. They have earned the benefit of the doubt with this show. Honestly, it's the second time they've got me. I didn't think Mandalorian would be good either. Yes, so, yeah, Mandalor- Mandalorian's crazy number of spin-offs except the Gina Carano one which is now canned, but like they've got they I will give them the benefit of the doubt until such time as I think they're bad. Same thing with uh Bad Batch. Like, okay, you've got me. I will watch as many seasons of Bad Batch as you want, and if you announce another show where I'm like, this doesn't sound good, I'm going to give you like I will I will watch with sort of the confidence that like it will be good cuz I don't know. I honestly think you and I have sort of similar opinions about the you about the Martez sisters as me about the Bad Batch arc, where mm. I don't really think it's that good, and I certainly didn't think it was spin-off worthy. Um, uh, yes. The only they still I think it'll be interesting whenever they get crosshair off his chip um, because he still has no character, but yeah. that's sort of the point. Of uh, the it's chip, the horror. Yes. It's the horror of watching him possibly try to fight it, or watching there be nothing behind his eyes when he does all these atrocities. But they've convinced me on the other characters, uh, which is impressive because they were so caricatured in Bad Batch in Clone Wars, mm-hmm. where it was just nerd, big guy, Rambo, and dickhead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they, they had no depth. <laughs> Uh, they had no, they were so one note, but they've, they've convinced me. And, and they just, I thought, cl- cause we've seen Clone Wars uh, do really strong with its side characters, even in these earlier seasons. Like there are characters we want, like even from, from like the lemur people and yeah, Senator Chuchi. Chuchi yeah. Senator Chuchi is probably the shining example of a, a completely Clone Wars original character who steals the show, really makes you want to know more about her and, and then gets a second episode. Because of that, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 all and it's all it's all leading to Revenge of the Sith and it's all leading yeah. to the Siege of Mandalore and we're getting into the stuff that's gonna really be like foreshadowing that in a good way, because um, Umbara leads to the fives arc with Order sixty six leads yeah. to leads to sort of the Bad Batch but then to Siege of Mandalore, we get the Maul stuff, loads of Maul stuff, Mandalore stuff, and then. Uh, uh, still, probably the most inf- pivotal and influential episodes of all of Lucasfilm animation is the Ahsoka leaves arc. Yeah, I'm very interested in uh, Anna's Barris opinions when that comes. I know because I still think we're missing. I still think we're missing one story with them for it to have worked exquisitely. Ha- to have them see one more adventure of them when they're older, to see Barris struggling with the war and Ahsoka sort of being. Fully into the Republic to Anakin's cause,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think it's. I think it's so close to being really, really good, but Clone Wars's jumpiness lets it down.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: Uh, which is a shame because I think later that we're getting to the point where like the even it even though it's jumping around, a lot of stuff will be like building on each other.
0: Yes. Um. I mean, keeping the ball rolling and getting it. Yeah. Keeping the snowball gaining snow as it goes
1: on to the... Even as, like, we're like, these aren't related, but then you sort of look back on it, and it's like, no, I can see how this sort of led to this. Um, Yeah, that, uh, we mentioned the uh, Obi-Wan is, fakes his death arc as one of the sort of underrated but pivotal Anakin moments. Uh, Another one right before that was the uh, Slaves of the Republic one, with the Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: That is also, that is another one where, like, that is one of my favorite I think that might be, for me, the quintessential, like, Clone Wars adventure arc. Like, I think that's as good as the, like, we're having, we're doing a fun adventure on a planet. And it's sort of, it's a three-part story. Like, it's, it's like Ryloth upgraded. Uh Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just I I there's just a lot of the stuff. As much as I like, have sort of loved rediscovering some of the early stuff and discovering the gems in in the rough and the gem even the gems in the rough stuff. Like even the episodes that are kind of like eh, this was sort of shit. There's always been stuff to discuss and stuff to enjoy, but now we're getting to the good shit.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm excited for it. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it'll be really good to get the full crew back together when Anna gets back from camp um and we're gonna get i mean we've taken this break but after this we're right back into it we're yeah we're going we're gonna we're going as fast as clone wars is going and this is where clone wars picks up steam
0: yeah so yeah when when we come back we don't quite know when that'll be yet but it should be around the end of august and we'll have um, something to, we'll be able to yeah. figure it out and we'll announce
1: it on our socials as soon as we do.
0: Yeah, and we'll have some some stuff um, in the middle. Don't, 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 don't you worry. We are, we are not far from your feeds. We are always thinking about this, the, the first steps into Star Wars. Um, but when we do come back, we hit the Mortis arc and the Night Sisters arc. I said that we would do that last time, but hey, this is a bonus episode that we're checking in. We decided to do that this week, so. Yep.
1: Yep. You get your favorite two nerds uh, a little extra of us.
0: Yeah, talking about the grand implications where we don't have to censor ourselves.
1: Yeah, well, and we'll put put all kinds of spoiler warnings over this episode to make sure people who are following along don't accidentally spoil themselves. But Yeah. yeah, no, it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan, and we'd love it if you were a Star Wars fan with us.
0: Yeah, and actually, that being said, if you are also doing your... So that's it. When we get back, we talk about... Ventress and the night Sisters and Mortis and all of its uh it's we super consequential and at the, the same Force time make less sense nothing. for Anna. yeah. Lord. I,
1: that's the other one. I feel so bad about Anna and the Force. Yeah, I I have to keep myself from quoting Yoda every time they ask about it because Empire nails it and and well like Obi Wan and Yoda's quick simple explanations in the original trilogy are the best. And we just don't get him. No. It's going to be really funny. That would honestly be a live moment of watching Anna react to the the force finally getting explained.
0: Yeah. And like them going back in their minds and like, oh, that makes so much sense now. Well, yep. And then, but they'll be like,
1: but it doesn't make sense. Because it's still like the force is sort of.
0: Well, the force is always going to be a MacGuffin. But... And the force is more defined
1: by what it cannot be than what it can be. It's not a superpower. And it's not like a, but and it's it's not like you can't always do it on command. It's not like a the force is not a cell phone. Dave
0: Filoni likes to say. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Swag, since and it's it's a say swag. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Step Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot.